Welcome to the First Step Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Fleming, and today we're going to talk with co-founder of Moms on Call, Jennifer Walker, about newborns, my favorite. We'll share five things that can help you ease into the transition of having a brand new baby in the house. Welcome to the First Step Podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that'll help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler. Hello, my name is Kendra Fleming, and I am excited to have you here listening to the First Step Podcast. I've been a part of North Point Ministries for 17 years, and I'm the mom of four amazing and grown-up kids, and I just had my fourth grandson. He's only 10 days old. Hard to believe. I know. (laughs) So I'm so excited today for this topic. I'm excited to have Jennifer Walker here with us today to talk about bringing home that brand new newborn baby and what to expect and how to kind of take the pressure off in those early days. Now, I'm watching my own daughter and a lot of my friends kind of go through this stressful time of they won't sleep. Am I feeding them right? Should I feed them? Should I let them cry? I don't want to mess them up. I want to take good (laughs) care of them. All those kind of things. And plus, their mom and dad are getting probably very little sleep themselves. And so today, we have Jennifer Walker here with us. I'm so excited. She is the co-founder of Moms on Call, which I know many of you listening will be very familiar with and be excited to hear what she has to say. Um, She has 20 years of experience as a pediatric nurse, so lots of experience and lots and lots of wisdom and advice to give to new moms. And so I'm so glad you're here, Jennifer. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you so much for having me. I know that North Point and the reach of this podcast really Mm -hmm. affects so many lives. And we hear it even at Moms on Call so Mm -hmm. much. All these families that are going through very Mm -hmm. similar things at this Mm -hmm. stage in life. And this is our specialty. Laura and I started about 14 years ago going Mm -hmm. into the homes of new parents just to help them set up the basics. You know when you go to the hospital and you have that class that they Mm -hmm. give you? I do. (laughs) Right? You go home and you're like, wait a minute. What did I learn? What Uh am I supposed to do? And so what was so great is being able to just enter into that home Mm -hmm. life with these families. Mm -hmm. And as a pediatric nurse, show them all the basics. Like here's how you give a bath. Here's how you take a rectal temperature. Uh That's always a... You know, fun thing to show. And dads always try and get out of it, but we make them do it anyways. And, um, you know, just how to do those basic things. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing that we noticed when we went into these households was the lack of sleep and the lack of confidence yeah. because so many voices and those sure. voices yeah. even 14 years ago mm-hmm. conflicted. But mm-hmm. now there is limitless access mm-hmm. Yes. To all these different voices. Yes. And so it's so hard for parents to navigate and just find that confident yep. space mm-hmm. as a parent to know how to move forward. And yeah. so what we've tried to provide is just a voice they can trust, a voice mm-hmm. of experience. Kendra, you know, when you've <laughs> yeah. had four kids, I have yeah. three that are grown. Um, you have a sense of that process and yeah. of what you went through and that things aren't permanent. Yes. And, you know, they <laughs> are designed right to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to tolerate our new yeah. parenting skills. Yes. And, you know, yes. the biggest thing is just to be able to um, connect and mm-hmm. to limit the number of voices that yeah. really 
speak into some of those, you know, really intimate parenting yeah. decisions. Yeah. And that helps you to feel more confident. Sure. So sure that's what we found. Yeah. When we left, parents felt more confident. And, yes. and that made such a huge difference. It does make a big difference. Yeah. I um, have a really good friend who just had her first baby, I guess, maybe four months ago. And um, she told me that they had the baby. They just stayed one night in the hospital. The next day, they um, the nurse came in to say, like, hey, you guys are checking out today. And she was like, what? I we, we, We're taking this baby home all by ourselves? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. You're going to allow us to do that? You know, she was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Uh, so we just had kind of a funny laugh about that. But, Jennifer, one of the things I just love about your approach is I love the fact that it is important to you to take the pressure off of new parents. Yes. Like, they put so much pressure on themselves. I mean, I see it all the time of, like, uh, measuring up to expectations, thinking if they don't do something perfectly, it's going to, you know, permanently make a mark on their child that can't be undone and all those things that you and I both know are completely not true. Uh, but why do you care so much about that particular aspect of just like taking some of that pressure off? Well, as a pediatric nurse, um, I took call, and it was my job to field all the questions that parents uh-huh. had. And what we started to notice is that parents had all the same questions. It was the sure. same question over and over again. Yeah. And so much of it had to deal uh-huh. with fussy babies and, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing what the cries mean. And sure. if I need to, like you spoke yeah. about, if I need to react right away or if mm-hmm. not. And there was a space there where nobody's walking with you mm-hmm. hand in hand, giving you the practical guidance. Yeah. And we recognize that a lot Mm -hmm. of pediatricians aren't necessarily, uh, you know, scheduled to have enough time to walk you through all that and answer all of your questions. So um, also, of course, our own experiences, Laura with Mm -hmm. five kids and me with three. I remember bringing home my twins Mm -hmm. and recognizing (laughs) the need for a schedule and just to be able to do it all, not only for the pressure that comes from without all the things that you see on social media or what have you. But also, there is this pressure that comes from within. Yes, there is. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves Mm -hmm. the grace to navigate this and to figure it out. And if there was any message that I could just shout from the rooftops, it's that these babies are strong, adaptable, and resilient. And they don't look that way at Uh first. Yeah, they don't. are. (laughs) And so I think when we go in the Uh homes, a lot of times they're very surprised at how we'll handle the babies Uh and be so comfortable around the babies. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see, like, oh, they're really going to survive us. This is fantastic. They're not going to break. They're going to be great. Yeah. And, um, And just connecting. Mm-hmm. I think makes such a huge difference. Yes. So yes, I love it mattered that. to us because we walked through it and because of what we saw yeah. day in and day out. We took call 24-7. So, yeah. you know, 2 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, I knew what mom's worried about. <laughs> yeah. and, Baby screaming right. in the background. Yeah. I know. So, I yeah. yeah. So, you know, just really um, for both Laura and I, it just really was a huge surprise sure. as to when we put all these things together, mm-hmm. how effective that would really be. Yeah. Sure. And so we kept doing it. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> you have are. to offer is is definitely needed. Like you said, we have a lot sure. of new moms in all of our area churches around here. And uh, a lot of times they're grouping up in small groups and different places to like share ideas and get advice. And they, uh, our moms and dads just seem so hungry to, like I said, they're, they're searching after doing it right. And they don't really realize that there's not necessarily a right exactly. or wrong. Yes. But you have like five like guiding ideas, five, mm-hmm. I, five ways to kind of approach, we've got a brand new baby in the house that you think 
really help for parents to just kind of get their minds around these five big things uh, to set them up for success. So let's just jump in. Uh, What's your first one? Well, having partnered with so many families now even around the globe, Mm -hmm. we like to just be able to take all that experience Mm -hmm. and tell you what things that we see Mm -hmm. really serve families well. And the first one is to set a routine. Now, we love the word routine as Mm -hmm. opposed to schedule. And the routine, we have to tell those sweet, wonderful moms on call followers all the time, like, you've got 15 minutes on either side of that feeding or that nap. You know, there's grace periods, Mm -hmm. especially right in the beginning. But the thing is, Babies are set on a 24-hour day. They have this mm-hmm. little inner 24-hour mm-hmm. clock, and it's not like, you know, would wake up like your uh, grandbaby yes. and say, hey, what time is it? And he yeah. goes, 7 o'clock. Yeah. But his body knows when we do uh-huh. the same thing at about the same time every day, mm-hmm. their bodies begin to adapt to that and adjust and yes. set that little inner 24-hour yeah. clock. That really is so helpful, and it gives us all a sense of the rhythm of uh-huh. the day. And having watched so many mm-hmm. infants and toddlers We just saw, put down on paper what we observed happening and what were the typical rhythms of life at the Mm -hmm. different ages. And I'll tell you, one of the things that is so surprising Mm -hmm. is that as babies get a little bit older in developmentally appropriate increments, Mm -hmm. it's actually getting them to sleep a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. that helps them to sleep later. And so sleep doesn't necessarily shift like, oh, well, maybe if I feed them later, they'll sleep later in the morning. Uh It expands. And so we developed mm-hmm. our routines and our typical days because yep. what moms want to know, there's different kinds of moms. Yes. Some moms are like, give me a general idea. Yeah. <laughs> Feed this kid about five, yeah. six times a day. Gotcha. <laughs> and then there's other moms who are like, I need to know exactly what time it is. Yeah. I need to know how long it should last. Yeah. I want all the details. And so yeah. we try and just make this right-hand line and this uh-huh. left-hand line so we can serve every kind of sure. mom. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of them had questions like, how do we put all these principles mm-hmm. into place? Mm-hmm. What does a baby's schedule look like at these different ages. So one of the favorite parts um, of our resources are the typical days where Mm -hmm. we take out all the guesswork. We have times. We put that in an app. You can have that on your, you know, iPhone. We work really hard to just Mm -hmm. try and make that information really accessible. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of that that we love so much is a crazy day. Yeah. So there's a crazy day button on our app Uh and Uh some crazy day guidelines Uh on every schedule because we're moms. Laura and I have eight kids between us. You've had four. (laughs) Yeah. Every day does not go according no, to schedule. Does not. <laughs> does not. So then what do you do? Yeah. So then there's just some basic things. If mm-hmm. the naps don't last too long, if you can get three yeah. hours between supper and bedtime yeah. so that that last bedtime feeding, they eat really well yeah. and they'll make that long first stretch. Sure. Then we're golden, even if we didn't yes. make every second yes. listed on the schedule. Yeah. So we have, you know, just that right hand line and left hand line. Hopefully giving yeah. that information just helps moms to know. What happens if it's all going beautifully? I have one baby and I can Uh uh, devote all of my time to whatever (laughs) they need. Or I have five children and, you know, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants to even, you know, start the day. taken care of. Yeah, for for sure. Well, um, and mom and dad, if you're listening, one thing I want you to know is we will link to the app and and the different resources that Jennifer talks about in our show notes. So don't don't worry if if we don't give you specific names. We'll give you links to everything. You'll be able to find it at the end. Well, I I really love what you're saying about 
about a routine versus a schedule. Because uh, like I said, my daughter just had my little grandson. He's 10 days old. And she uh, was right away asking me all of this stuff, like, what time do I feed him? And it's only been, you know, two and hours and 15 minutes and he's fussing. And what do I do? You know, and she's just worried about being on time. And I think it's such a great perspective to say this is a routine that you're getting yes. their little body used to. Mm-hmm. And think in terms of 24 hours. It's such great Really great advice. Well, we just see it play out so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought at the beginning when mm-hmm. we started this long time ago, like maybe yeah. some babies would adapt to that and others yeah. not. And yeah. I will tell you, it has shocked me. It shocks me still today. Yeah. Every baby, yeah. every time, when we put all the pieces of the sleep puzzle into uh-huh. place, the mm-hmm. routine, the swaddle, the white noise, mm-hmm. the sleep environment, yeah. so that we can use the ways that babies learn to yeah. help communicate to them. Mm-hmm. And they learn by association sure. and routine. Yeah, that makes so much Since sense. Since reasoning with them yeah. clearly isn't yes. going to cut it. <laughs> yes, that makes so much sense. Right. Well, let's talk about expectations. Sure. You know, um, I had a young mom talking to me before her baby was born. She was pregnant, and uh, she was very worried about sleep. So she was asking every mom she knew about, like, I need my baby to sleep through the night. And so um, she'd read several things. She'd asked everybody. and um, But her expectation was that the baby would sleep through the night. And I, you know, I tried to kind of, like, tell her a little bit, and then I was just like, you know what? She's so determined that that baby's going to sleep. She's just going to have to experience the reality of a newborn. (laughs) Like nothing I can, she's just not in the mode to listen. She's determined to like, he's going to sleep through the night, Uh, right from, right out of the gate, you know, kind of thing. Uh, But anyway, let's talk about expectations a little bit. How how do we help new parents set their expectations? Kendra, I'm so glad that you brought that Mm -hmm. up. One of the things that we see is, again, you know, we talked before about how some of the expectations Mm -hmm. are external and some of them are actually internal. They're these vows that we made within ourselves about how this will go. And when we face that up against life, you know, where do we go from there Mm -hmm. if some expectation wasn't met? And I think one of the things that was really helpful to me as I was navigating this as a new mom Mm -hmm. and to so many of the moms that we partner with is that um, these things are not permanent. Mm -hmm. This season of life is not permanent, especially those first two years of life. They are growing faster than any other time. Yes, Yes. their Mm -hmm. organs and all the things that they can Mm -hmm. understand about Mm -hmm. the world around them. So, you know, they are, again, so strong, adaptable, Mm -hmm. and resilient. And I think that, you know, when we take the pressure off of all those voices Mm -hmm. that, you know, are saying, you need this, you need mm-hmm. these 6,742 items. You yes. know, we used to go to Babies R Us a yes. long time ago and go yep. down an aisle and get overwhelmed. Yes. But now it all comes to us. Yes. And everything has this compelling story. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. this person, yeah. you know, worked for that person yes. or that person. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think is so beautiful is that what your baby needs is more simple than it is complicated. Mm-hmm. They need your connection. Mm-hmm. And if you are worrying about whether yeah. or not you're going to do this right, yeah. then you're doing it right yeah. by virtue mm-hmm. of caring enough yes. to want to. Yeah. So Love check that. that off the list. Yes, you, you got, you are, did it. Yes. yes, and God chose you for this time, mm-hmm. for this child. He is not going to leave us or forsake us. Yep. He will provide the things that we need. Yep. And so we just ask like those voices that have a vested interest in your child's outcome yep. would be louder than the stranger or the story that mm-hmm. comes across. Mm-hmm. And when you're desperate and when you're not sure what to do, yeah. oftentimes you're willing to just take anything yeah. that anybody yeah. would say. Yeah. So one of the ways that we can help guard our expectations mm-hmm 
is just to be able to say, does this person or this entity Mm -hmm. or this website Mm -hmm. or this blogger have a vested interest in the outcome of this child? And less time looking in those directions Mm -hmm. and more time looking directly at this amazing and incredible gift, especially when they're sleeping. That's (laughs) when we love them the best. This is is the weirdest time. Um, You know, the the better that... Yeah. The more confidence that you will begin to feel yeah. because the confidence comes from connection, mm-hmm. not from, as you mentioned before, yeah. doing everything, yeah. quote unquote, right. Yes. There's many ways yes. to do it. Yes, there As are. a loving parent, let me tell you today, if you yes. need to hear that, you are doing a great job. Yeah. This is a hard work. Millennial moms have mm-hmm. more information to sort through than any yeah. other generation mm-hmm. before us. Makes and so I just and so many different character opposing them. voices all the yes. time. Yeah, coming from every direction. So yeah. I just absolutely have yeah. such incredible respect for this generation. Yeah. And then the millennial dads, I don't want to leave them out. They yeah. are the most attentive. They are. And they want to be oh involved. So involved. Yes. yes. And they mm-hmm. they are attentive to the baby and to the mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. A generation that we've ever seen. Yeah. So there's so many wonderful so things, yes. even though we have access to all this information. Yeah. The people that are receiving mm-hmm. and sorting through that yeah. are amazing yeah, and for capable. Sure. For sure. Okay, so number three was recognize it's a loud endeavor, <laughs> which I really loved because, uh, I, like I said, I was just with my daughter and she was so upset that he was crying. I'm like, it's okay if he's crying. He's like telling us what's going on with him right at this minute, you know, kind of thing. But but tell us a little bit more about that. Help parents feel good and understand that. Absolutely. You know, um, I have three sons. When we had our first son, we have these um, Christmas videos where you could hear the paper ripping as he opened his presents because just the three of us. Then the twins came and that Christmas video was absolute chaos and screaming. Like you couldn't hear a truck, you know, run into the house if it happened. So, um, you know, I think one of the things that really helps us is to know that good parents have babies that cry sometimes. It is not always an indication that you need to, quote unquote, fix something. It's the only communication tool that they have. And it's actually a great workout for Mm -hmm. them, especially in those first couple months. So, Before they get the core muscles developed, Uh right around five months of age, they'll start to sit up without support. And the big core muscles then are developed, and they have Uh some other ways to work off some of that energy. (laughs) Um, So we always like to say, listen, right after that supper feeding, that's Mm -hmm. when they're going to be the fussiest. They spend a whole day with these arms that fly out to the side. Uh No control over that little startle reflex you may have noticed. (laughs) And, um, you know, a whole day of all these new experiences, and they have this energy that they have to get out before the long stretch of sleep comes when the sun goes down. So they'll get really fussy in the evening time, and that's just letting their energy out. And it's Mm -hmm. really helpful, and it helps them to sleep better when they have a chance to do that. And it hits right there. We used to call it the wide world of wrestling hour at my house. (laughs) As they got older and they got, you know, were able to work out some of that energy, you know, they would just run, and it would be the time where I think we actually enjoyed that chaos the yeah. most. Yeah. But when they're a baby, by yeah. 6 o'clock, you've been breastfeeding all day. Yeah. You've been trying to think about all the, you know, <laughs> details yes. of putting another, you know, mm-hmm. life together. And so I want to just have this encouragement. It is all about perspective mm-hmm. right between that 6.30 mm-hmm. and about, you know, 8.30, 
um, time of day, you're yeah. going to notice that the yeah. babies get fussier. Yeah. And great news is when they're around five months of age and they can sit up without support, yeah. then they're going to have another way to work off that energy. Yeah. So yeah. when we look at that, we're like, oh, okay. At Moms on Call, we have a few things we say you can do. Try the bouncy seat for 10 uh-huh. minutes. Try tummy time. I love tummy uh-huh. time here because yeah. if you're going to be fussy, we might as well meet a developmental <laughs> milestone. <laughs> yeah, that's Go right. through all this effort. <laughs> and you get two kinds of babies. They'll go on their tummy and either just turn their head to the side and love it like, I'm good here. Yeah. Uh, you know, laid back ones. Yeah. And then you have some that are like, I hate this. I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> yeah. And they learn to roll over yeah, faster. Sure. Both babies are totally normal. <laughs> yeah. And so we want to give them those opportunities. And then, um, you know, maybe 10 minutes in, you know, a little swing uh-huh. or in the arms of mom or dad. Yeah. And it just gives us something to do every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The baby may scream through most of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the evening times, yeah. especially in the evening yeah. times. And when we see that and we look at that with that perspective, like, oh, they're going to sleep great tonight. Oh, yeah. look at how, you know, far they've come learning yeah. how to roll over. And find, the, find the positive and yeah. find a different perspective. That's great. And work together. And especially yeah. if one or the other, um, you know, are coming home from work. Yeah. And, hey, just in time for you to come home, here's this <laughs> here's crying baby. baby. Yeah. Sorry about this. Not yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> so another, yes, great thing is it's yeah. not you. They just have some energy they're working off. I remember when mine were little, like, I would always just expect that we would be walking the floor, especially with a newborn, patting them, talking to them, putting them up, putting them down. And my husband worked a lot of nights. And I remember being really tired and knowing, oh, we're about to hit the fussy hours. And I'm so tired. But it, it, it's really good to know, like, changing your perspective a little bit, that that's actually useful time. Yes. Instead of being like, it's so fussy and I'm, what am I doing wrong and how do I soothe them and what could make this better? Instead of looking at like, this is useful time for this little baby. It really is. And yeah. sometimes I'll be like, that's the sound of achievement, especially yeah. if they go on that's their tummy and hate it. They're just it. like crying and crying and that mom wants to, you know, go and roll yes. over, you know, for them and you know, mm-hmm. go and help them. And it's not to say that you can't. It's totally fine to do that. You know, yes. we all have our limit on yeah. what we can manage in yes. those moments, yes. especially when there's How other kids yeah, running yeah. around. Uh-huh. Um, but being able to look at that and say, you know what, this is really healthy. They're getting yeah. their energy out. This is, is not an indication okay. that I'm doing something wrong, mm-hmm. especially when we're on kind of those routines. Mm-hmm. We can limit that more to that nighttime right before they're about to go to sleep. Yeah. And it's not yeah. all day long. Yeah. You know, they yeah. do have fussy periods all day long, sure. but it really intensifies right there before bed. And that's OK. Sure. It's normal yeah. and healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. great. OK, so I know at my stage of life and probably yours, too, that I have some friends who are young moms, who are uh, young new moms, and I I want to support them. I want to cheer them on. Sometimes I want to give them advice. I want to hold their babies, like all those kind of things. <laughs> uh, my two young daughters are, are having children, and same thing. Like, I, I want to help them however I can. And I just thought point number four was so great for to advise parents, like, use the people who want to help you. Yes. Yeah. And even planning to uh-huh. have things for people who want to help you. Yeah. Because as you know, uh-huh. you would do dishes. You'd would. fold their laundry. Laundry, you would anything. do anything yeah. to feel like you were being helpful mm-hmm. to them. It's mm-hmm. not always getting to hold the baby, although that is the most fun of all the things you <laughs> could true. offer to do. Yes. <laughs> and I'd like to just say a little shout out to grandparents right uh-huh. here. Even if the grandparents don't do it the same way, yes. their presence and interest in the life and the value mm-hmm. that they provide to the life of this grandchild yeah 
is so much better and more valuable than whether or not they'll stick to your routine, even if it's a mom's on call routine. So we control the things we can control. And grandparents are not on that list. Um, (laughs) But, you know, having things, even if they do the dishes differently than we do, or, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to organize our closet in a way that (laughs) we can't find anything. You know, just allowing them to be a part Mm -hmm. of that is a really valuable. And Mm -hmm. just taking down, like we talked earlier, those expectations and just letting them. Somebody wants to take your older kid to the park, you know, and planning ahead of time for the things that will be most helpful to you. You know, not everybody feels comfortable having somebody else touch Mm -hmm. their laundry. Okay, that doesn't have to be on your list. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) You know, but I have these two dogs somebody needs to walk. And if you could just come over, you know, a couple days a week Mm -hmm. and take the dogs for their long walk right now, that would really help me. So preparing for that and thinking about the ways that you can use those helpers, it builds relationship, builds relationship between the people that love you Uh and your children. You know, sometimes there's a relationship to be built between Mm -hmm. a grandparent and a grandchild that can only be built in the absence of the parent. Sure. So take a nap. Here you go. Swaddle that baby up and let grandma hold Mm -hmm. that baby for a Mm -hmm. whole nap. So as long as you're alert and awake, Mm -hmm. we never want to steal the beauty of holding a sleeping baby from any family member because that is the sweetest time. And we're so exhausted if we hold a sleeping baby for too long, we're going to fall asleep ourselves (laughs) on it. Well, you know, when I was a young mom, I remember very distinctly thinking that uh, I was the only one who could do it, right? I got Mm. over it when when I got to kid two and three. But (laughs) but especially in kid one, I was like, I, I, I really like... It was probably my controlling nature, if I'm being really honest, that I wanted to hold on to, like, the way we were going to do it. I I was the only one who could do it. What do you say to moms and dads who are, like, very reluctant to, like, open their homes and their hearts and and kind of give up a little bit of control? Absolutely. Well, um, one of the big mottos at Moms on Call is we want to parent out of truth and not out of fear. Yes. And what drives so much of that Mm -hmm. desire to control is fear. Fear that it'll mess everything up. Fear Mm -hmm. we'll never get back on schedule. We'll never sleep. They'll, you know, feed them something that will, you know, get them hooked on sugar for the rest (laughs) of eternity. So, you know, it's just the foreverness Uh of those things. But this is a slice of time. Life is not experienced in, in, you know, necessarily this moment, this moment, this Mm moment, this moment. Um, life is experienced as a whole. And those little slices are not going to change the whole Mm -hmm. of all the hard work that you're doing to keep your schedule or keep your dietary guidelines going. Um, And there's a way to honor people when you go through that. But another thing that I always like to talk about is that there is, and and we've talked about Uh this before, there's no award for doing it all yourself. Yeah, there's not. (laughs) Right. There's actually a better award for a rested mommy. Yes. So, you know, letting those people in, letting them do it a little bit differently takes so much of the pressure off. Yeah. And certainly you can say, this is how I'd like to have it done. But because I love you so much, just doing it at all. And it reminds me of that story Um, in the Bible with the two sons. And the one son says to the dad, Uh you know, he says, you know, will you go do the work? And Uh he says, "Uh, yes, I'll do it. Uh But he doesn't do it. And the second son says, no, I'm not going to do it. But he does it. Mm -hmm. And the Bible poses the question, which one of the sons pleased Mm -hmm. the father? And I love it when the Bible answers its own questions, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. happens in this Helpful. passage. Yeah. And it says the one that actually did the work. Yeah. 
So, you know, allowing them to just be able to Mm -hmm. step into that role, even some of them reluctantly, some of them who want to have something to do, but they don't want to step on your toes, having a list, having a preparation and laying down that they have to do it a certain way to be helpful. That is going to transform Mm -hmm. your household and your ability to get just the things of daily living accomplished. Yeah. Um, as we kind of move into this last point, one thing I thought about a little bit as I was reading and preparing for this, and I, I think you'll relate to this, is after having raised four kids, I've made so many mistakes in that endeavor, big and Yay. little. You know, they ate a little sugar here and there. Right. You know, they made had a happy meal. I, mean, I hate to tell you, but, um, you know, uh, along the way, and yet they grew up and they're healthy and happy and not perfect, but wonderful human beings that I, I love very much. And you kind of learn as time goes on that your mistakes uh, don't last forever and they don't make a mark that can't be healed and restored and, and figured out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I really love this idea of give yourself grace because we are going to make mistakes, yes. right? <laughs> Especially since we're learning. Like when right. you're a brand new parent, you're learning something new, a whole new skill. You're going to make yes. mistakes, you know? Right. Um, so what do you have to say to parents who are like, I don't want to make any mistakes? Well, I think we all, that's a very natural yeah. and normal inclination. Yes. Um, however, it's not realistic. Yes. And I love to share a story. Um, when my twins were younger, I spent a day in the summer outside with them and uh-huh. I thought that I had sunscreened them both appropriately. And when we got to the bath that evening, I noticed that one was, you know, had skin like white, like the driven snow. And the other one was the color of a barbecued burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize because they're Uh identical um, that I had put sunscreen on Bryce twice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you're not feeling like this is my proudest parenting moment. Um, So you know, want again, wanting to do it right. Right. That is really where the value lies. Yeah. You don't do these things on purpose, mm-hmm. but there's a value in that. There's yeah. value not only in recognizing that you make it through that situation yeah. and the next day and the next day, yeah, yeah, was he a little sore for a day or two? Yes, but he was fine. He loved yeah. me anyways. Yeah. He has not grown up at mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. 18 years old, you yeah. know, holding this grudge from yes. childhood. They <laughs> just don't. And, yeah. and one of the things I want to say is that nobody's words can get in the way Mm -hmm. of the power of the relationship Mm -hmm. between a parent and their child. Not the words that Mm -hmm. even come from within those, you know, how did I do this? I can't Mm -hmm. believe it. Why did I do it? I should have known better. Those Mm -hmm. words are not allowed to Mm -hmm. stand in the way of your enjoyment Mm -hmm. of your relationship with your child. So I want to identify some of those Mm -hmm. things that just come up in our hearts as parents. Mm -hmm. And I want to speak to those things. And I want to say, no, like I'm going to parent out of truth and not out of fear. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, I love this child. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what we'll say, even as we're doing some sleep training, as they get a bit older, Mm -hmm. is they are safe, they're loved, and they can learn to do this. Yeah. And it's that same relationship that I was able to lean in with God, Mm -hmm. that the God that's big enough for me is big Mm -hmm. enough for my kids. And he is a God of redemption, Mm -hmm. not a God of perfection. Mm -hmm. So I'm not perfect. I'll lean into the one that is. Yes. But I know redemption. Mm -hmm. I felt it. I have experienced it. And my kids will too. Yeah. And they can't if Everything they do is monitored perfectly, no challenges, nothing to overcome. It's those beautiful moments where we have to overcome something as a family that creates Mm -hmm. 
power and character and all the good things that we're trying mm-hmm. to build. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no fun to go through, though. Let yeah. me tell you, yes. that's not a good time when, you know, your child falls somewhere or, mm-hmm. you know, trips over something that you left on the floor. Yeah. Or, you know, even yeah. with your other kids and they watch and yeah. that grace as a general rule of the household. Yeah. When they see that, you apply that to yourself. Yeah. Then when your other kids make mistakes. Yeah. And that hurts their sibling yes. on accident. Yes. They get to see that, yeah. okay, it's okay. We're going to make it past this because we yeah. serve a God of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, when I had my third little child uh, and he was a newborn, I kind of, I tell everybody, I sort of lost my mind for a little right. bit. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but I forgot how to do everything. And um, I locked him in the car twice. Mm-hmm. And he was safe. Like nothing was, I was in somebody's driveway. And it was actually my friend's husband had to come out both times and unlock the car and help me get him out. And so the second time, it was like a couple days later, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to break into your own car (laughs) so that if you happen to do this again, you know, and I remember kind of tearing up thinking like, what kind of mom am I? I just got, I I would get two big girls out of the car seats, hit the lock button and boom, he's locked in the car. I did it twice. Um, And I remember like really beating myself up about that. And now looking back, it's ridiculous. He never even knew he was sound asleep in the back seat and it it affected him and not at all. Um, But I just love that approach because nobody's going to love your kids as much as you do. Nobody's going to invest as much time in them. I mean, not a teacher, not a coach in their lifetime. Like, you are going to be the one who loves them, who cares, who makes little mistakes along the way, but who makes sure they're fed and they're cared for and safe and, you know, all of those things. Um, And so your mistakes will be blips on the radar as long as you are pursuing to be a loving healthy, happy human being that loves your kid, it's, you're going you're gonna to be a great parent, don't yes, you think? Yes, yeah. And those things have to happen yeah. so that we experience that and figure out what to do with yes. that. What do you do with yes. the mistakes that will come, yes. even in the best planned household? Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is, you know, when you talk about families with a number of mm-hmm. kids, you know, together, and yeah. you're pulled in so many different directions yeah. anyways, yeah. you know, it's beautiful to see when that baby comes into the household the, the power that you have to set perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in my house, you know, I had the two babies and the one three-year-old. Yeah. Um, but even today, we'll say, hey, mommy didn't make a mistake. Mommy made an opportunity for resourcefulness. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Right? Yeah. But that was born out yeah. of, you know, really Grayson and I figuring yeah. out what to do with our mistakes and yeah. we did things that we thought, oh, well, that probably wasn't, you know, we yeah. probably should have been more careful about <laughs> who we put the sunscreen on, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but um, but it bonds you together. Mm-hmm. And when the older child sees this baby coming home, yeah. we can set their perspective yeah. and we can say, it's okay. Babies yeah. do take more yeah. time mm-hmm. and that's okay because we're going to figure this thing out together. Yeah. And the power that just those short little phrases mm-hmm you know, set in the heart of a toddler, Yeah, it helps them. And at yeah. first, they're not sure what to do with it. It's unfamiliar. Yeah. Yeah. But don't take the unfamiliarity yeah. and their dislike for unfamiliarity yeah. as a dislike for their sibling. Yeah. They yeah. So let's talk adjust. about that for a minute. Like, <laughs> we have a lot of families who it's not baby number one. It's right. like baby number two or three. Or four. Or, or four. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm back into newbornhood. And they're not maybe so overwhelmed by the newborn, but they're overwhelmed by the fact that they have a newborn and all these other little people who have needs. Like, what would you tell those parents? 
you have given the older kids Mm -hmm. a whole other human being to love them. So it's not like you're taking something from them. Like there's only so much, um, you know, of my love. And now I'm going to have to proportion it out in smaller doses. (laughs) That's not (laughs) how how it works. Yeah. It expands. Yeah. And, um, And when you look at the ability that we have to set their perspective, like I said before. And when you recognize that what you are bringing home Mm -hmm. is the best thing that ever happened to these siblings, be it number two, be it number five, and we treat it that way, it's going to be louder. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's going to be more chaotic. Uh And giving them permission to navigate the normal things that babies bring to a household, like crying. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes babies make noise, and that's okay. They'll be fine. And when the toddler hears that, Mm -hmm. they start to adopt that. Now, they toddlers learn by repetition (laughs) and simplicity. So just say the same thing over and over and over again, and they'll get it as opposed to changing it, you know, Uh 16 different ways. But just that one same thing, like as a family, here's here's what we do. We work hard to serve the needs of the youngest and weakest member. Yeah. And that makes us better yeah, together. it does. And so that perspective is so freeing. Yeah. So you don't feel like, yeah. I have to let the world revolve around this older yeah. child. And let me just say one thing because yeah. this is we get asked this all the time at Moms on Call. We have older kids and we're trying to get the baby to sleep. And yeah. so sometimes there's some crying, especially right around three months when yes. we take the swaddle away and yeah. get them used to that ability to roll over and find their own comfy spot. Uh-huh. Um, that we don't need to save the quiet one. Mm-hmm. These kids are going to be in this household together for many, many years. And right here is where the seeds of accommodation Uh and compassion are built. So we want to equip the older one to handle noises that Mm -hmm. their sibling may make. It's going Mm -hmm. to go both directions. So we don't ever save the quiet one. Mm -hmm. Right before bed, we will tell the quiet one, hey, you know what? The baby might make some noise in the night. It's okay. We've got this. And you Mm -hmm. go right back to sleep. Yeah. Over and over again, you know, every night before you go to bed, just let them know. And then the person who's bigger and smarter than them and tells them how life works says it's okay. Yeah. And they'll adjust to that better. I love that. I mean, you're really, uh, while you're caring for this new baby, you're helping to shape the character and personhood of the older sibling at the same time. I love that. And we fear it. Great advice. (laughs) Yeah, we we fear we're going to mess up the sibling, but really it's good for them. It is. It helps them be better. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, so final words. I know you have so many amazing resources for new parents. And we're going to link to your website and give parents a lot of uh, things. But what, what would you tell them to go and look for that you think this will be the most helpful to you? Well, you know, again, we serve so many different kinds mm-hmm. of families yeah. and just have had the privilege to do that all yeah. over the world. It's so fascinating. Yeah. All the different ways that we have tried to be able to connect with new parents. Yeah. And at Moms on Call, we like to do it in a very simple way. I think yeah. one of the things people really love about mm-hmm. our books at the beginning, yeah. they said, oh, this needs to be 356 pages. Yeah. And we were like, no. Yeah. It's outline format. Mm-hmm. You don't have all day. Yeah. So we want them to be able to figure out, you know, when we talk about a cough, it's what is it, you know, what mm-hmm. can I do about it? When do I call the doctor? Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. you know, 300 illnesses that may be related to a yeah. cough. It's just yes. the information you need right then, easy to access. And so we're really committed to that as yeah. moms who didn't have a lot of time to, you know, read and read and read and read. Yeah. How can we access these um, parents in a simple way? Mm-hmm. 
um, that resonates with them. So we have the book series. It has the typical days in it. We have the app. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have just finished our new online classes Mm -hmm. where we're able to just take little three to five minute segments of video and talk you through the concepts Mm -hmm. that um, we lay out Mm -hmm. in the book and kind of you know, give you a little bit more background yeah, on some of that. So, so those will be coming out um, in the fall of 2019, oh, and we're exciting. super excited yeah. about those. And, um, you know, we do speaking engagements and, mm-hmm. you know, seminars and um, any chance mm-hmm. that we get to be able to provide practical mm-hmm. advice and encouragement for a mom, yeah. we take it. And, yeah. th- and that is part of what we're doing here, yeah. and we cannot thank you enough for yes. what you do for parents every day, how hard oh, this organization mm-hmm. works to serve families. Yeah. It thrills us to get yeah. to be a part of this. Well, we definitely so love kids you. and parents around here for sure. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for giving us so much time. I really love talking with you today, Same. and I, I think our parents <laughs> are just going to love this content. And um, like I said, parents, we're going to link you to uh, all the different resources in the show notes, and we're going to have Jennifer back again. You're going to get to hear from her uh, more often. She's a great resource to you in a, in a lot of different ways. So uh, parents, I just want to leave by reminding you, nobody loves your baby more than you do. Uh, nobody is more important in their life than you are. So even at your weakest, your most tired, the, the mistakes you made, you are the very best person God put in their life. So I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.